Sometimes your life just serves as a warning to others. That's how I feel right now. I thought, wouldn't it be funny to watch a terrible, terrible movie and laugh about it with Chris? Unfortunately, I overlooked the first part of that idea, actually watching the movie. Today we are discussing the 2008 movie The Happening by writer-director M. Night Shyamalan. If there is one redeeming quality to this movie, it's that it might serve as its own warning to others. The silver lining here could have been that M. Night wasn't allowed to make any more movies after this abomination, but as we know, that didn't happen. So we're left with this film, a movie whose plot and characters are almost as inconsequential to the actual movie itself as the impact left on us, the audience, or should I say the victims. Please don't watch this movie, but please do join Chris and I as we attempt to discuss this truly awful movie on today's episode of Movies Will Save the World. Welcome to Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn. I have regrets, Cooper. <laughs> and this is Chris. I'm so mad at Glenn Peterson. <laughs> and for good reason, today we are discussing the 2008 movie The Happening, which was my pick. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, am I regretting this pick. I picked it under the theme of truly awful movies, and boy, does this deliver in that department. Chris. I think you are 100% deserved in just unleashing your <laughs> anger and fury at me. <laughs> no, I mean, I think this movie serves as a cautionary tale to us all about, I mean, if it has any purpose, it's that. Um, just, I mean, I, I don't know how to do this podcast without just filling it with profanity. It's like, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Because I have... Yeah, no. Um, I'm going to let you (laughs) steer the ship through this and I'm just going to like chime in when appropriate. See, I, I, I had the alternate idea in mind, which is this is just, uh, uh, tune up Chris and watch him go, uh, in the rant department, but no, that's fair. I'll take some responsibility here. I don't, I, I I went into this thinking that this would be a fun experience because I, I, I know that this, I knew that this was a bad movie. Yeah. I have seen it before and thought it was truly awful um and you know we've joked about it you know behind the scenes once or twice right and i thought oh this will be a funny thing to do and boy oh boy what a terrible 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 movie and you know i mean maybe (laughs) one place maybe to start is just like our shared i don't know is it hatred or like confusion yeah it's like a writer director theory that i have towards this <laughs> atrocity well, let's start let's start with m night Shyamalan. like you know yeah that's a good uh, place to start <laughs> yeah i mean let's, i let's feel cut like to the chase yeah I, I feel like a director that started off really strong 
and then he almost became a caricature of himself. Correct. Like, I think The Sixth Sense was a good movie. And, it was good. And really interesting. It, it was, and like, I, all right. have i tuned you up and now i get to let you go yeah like i i have a big note here in like all capital letters i think (laughs) like we need to stop making excuses for m night we just agree that he's gotten a free pass for like 20 years based on a good movie not a great movie movie yeah one good movie yeah that's what i mean it was 1999 i think that movie came out something like that Yeah, yeah i mean he has been riding the that train, <laughs> right? That this entire time, he is not that good mm-hmm. of a director. He just isn't, no. and he's a really he's, not. he's a horrible screenwriter. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh! I would give him a pass maybe as being a competent director, but uh-huh. like in the happening, there. Oh, there that's is right. not, we have to actually talk about this movie. <laughs> there is not one line of believable dialogue in that entire movie. <laughs> There is nothing that human beings actually say. I know. You know, know. and in fact, if there is actually one, all right, this will be the only good thing I will say about this movie, and the rest Uh of it will not be, is that Uh this is a highly quotable movie. (laughs) Okay. Meaning that there are some awfully funny lines in it that I just love to say, like hot dogs, you know, every time. (laughs) Hot dogs. Like. There is like why was that in there? I I don't know. And the rationale that this guy is giving for like how like I'm gonna be on the bandwagon for hot dogs is like they're filled with protein and they have a good shape. Yes, Who says it was, that? The, they that's have what a good I mean. Shape? So there's there there is there, there is the human beings there, there's not yeah. a conversation that is remotely in the realm of plausibility, even if this, yeah. even this, the event was actually happening on planet Earth, happening. Right. Um, right. Right. No. So. So anyway, back to back to the the director who has yeah the no name. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's not I that think- good. He's just he just he, isn't. He th- he thinks he's way better than he actually is, in my opinion. I, I agree. And and I think this is one of the things. So when, you know, uh, when we talk about a bad movie, I think you and I mm-hmm. have sort of a shared definition yeah. of that, which is it's not a B movie, right? No, it's not exactly. like it's not a schlocky kind of hack kind of thing. Yeah, this it's is not, not the same as The Room or Birdemic, right? No. This is a big budget studio funded production that is an abomination, right? It <laughs> people sat around a table and said, yes, this is good. Release it to the public. And that's nuts, right? That's it's insane to me. Um, yeah. And I, you know, it, and, and I, I do think like, I thought, um, <clears throat> Uh, I, I thought The Sixth Sense was a good movie. I think Unbreakable is a decent movie. And there are elements of, like, the village that I think are, like, visually appealing right. and yes. that kind of thing. Like he's, I, will, he's... I will grudge it, you know. I, I will accept <laughs> that that is true. Yes. He does. I do think he has a knack for it, earlier films, like, building suspense and sort of building a world and that kind of thing. But it just it just falls off the rails so quick, and I think like it's it's all built up on 
uh, I don't know, um, sand. Like it just doesn't. You can't build on. <laughs> I or, build or, a castle in a swamp, and or I fell building into the swamp, and then I yeah, build, houses yeah. made of shit. You know, you know it doesn't hold <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's warm and yucky, and it's you have to experience it, and it's unpleasant, <laughs> and it stays oh, with man. you. Yeah, no, it's. Um, yeah, if we just look at like so, this is <laughs> if we divide his career. He actually. He actually had a film before The Sixth Sense, which wasn't that good. It was a comedy, actually, mm. kind of a kind of a rom com. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, like a year before. I'd, I all right. <laughs> I think I said this to you before, and you're ashamed of me. <laughs> I've seen every single one of his movies. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I feel like at least I can talk about his his canon of filmmaking, uh-huh. and I divide it into like there's like three three segments of his films so there's like the first uh-huh. we'll, we'll count the sixth sense there's a film before that but the sixth sense unbreakable signs in the village is kind of a clump of movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um where he still had like at least some good um there's there's positivity still about his films kind of at that point um right. and then he made the the lady um lady in the water water which was his mm-hmm. which was his first really bad movie um <laughs> I mean, it's it is it's atrocious. And then came the happening mm. after that. <laughs> now, I think the happening is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but I still don't I think agree. it's his worst movie. If that makes oh. any sense, yeah. Okay. Avatar is by far his worst movie. <laughs> I mean, that is just. But that, <laughs> and there's really no reason that. reason to talk about it because it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's not even like, yeah, it's not even like hilariously bad. It's just. Yeah. Well, I, I I take that back. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, and then he did the Will Smith one, where Will Smith actually took his M Night's name off. You know how like M Night movies used to be like this, the next M Night Shyamalan movie, right? And they right. would they would market it that way. This movie they took his name off the director credits. Was that After Earth? Yep. Yeah. So they they purposely wow. did not use him. So that was kind of the end of his second pe- period. <laughs> Good, good job. Thank you, Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> but why Will Smith chose to work with them is it's, he has to answer yeah. to God about that. <laughs> um, and then there's so, the so-called comeback, which is not a real comeback. Like The Visit. Like um, uh-huh. the, People say his, his other great movie is um, Split, hmm. um, which was I didn't think was that good. I mean, and, I, hmm. and I'm, I say that not to dump on him i just think it was that good of a movie mm-hmm. um and then like glass and um yeah. old is that what the i've seen it the, right this mm-hmm. latest one yeah I, yeah i think that book covers it so anyway so the happening is like right in the middle of his career um yeah well yeah uh, and he and my understanding was too is like he got turned down from a number of studios before fox decided to make this thing so it wasn't like even at that point, huh. he he was like people were standing in line to make another M right. right movie, especially after what he did, <laughs> Lady in the Water. Um, you know the the funny thing about so like M Night got a rap for like all of his movies have a twist. The twist, right? so correct. you're 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 looking right. for what the twist is and. <laughs> 
And I remember, like, I remember the twist in The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, The Village, um, Signs, you know, all of those. Uh, even in Signs, there... What was the twist it, in Signs? Like, they, <laughs> I, the aliens were colossally <laughs> stupid and were, like, yeah, went to a... They, <laughs> they were allergic to water, so they came to a planet that was 70 It was mostly covered. water. Water literally yeah. flowed yeah. from the skies like bullets draining on you. <laughs> And they could figure out interstellar travel, but not how to hide from water, build little suits or something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, oh, God. It makes no sense. But that's that's the thing. It's like his stuff got to be like all about that. And like I've seen Lady in the Water and I don't remember a single thing about it. I think I remember the trailer more than anything. I remember like a wolf like running yeah. down by a swimming pool. Well, that's all I remember about. He cast himself as the genius who's going to save the world oh, with his writing. He's the yeah, writer in that the, movie. And and That's the other part of his movies is him putting himself in it, yes. which is he in he this one? He did do in this one. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, well, oh, he's the he's, voice of he's Joey, Joey. <laughs> the tiramisu oh guy. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> we have to come back to this movie. Uh, uh, we do. Oh all right. All right. Well, maybe I know. We should, I, I was gonna like. All right. You know, I think it's always a. Good, we don't do this all the time. We just kind of like. <laughs> we we like just jump in because that's more yeah, interesting yeah. than going over the plot. No, we should set it up because but, this is yeah. another one that we cannot recommend anyone at watch ever. So yeah, but like, I will say this: I watched it. You know, I watched it with my daughter, and I I said, <laughs> "How would you explain this movie? Like, what what's like? Tell mom what this movie's about." Yeah. <laughs> she's like, uh-huh. "I don't know." I and she's know. not stupid because she pointed out. She found things wrong with this movie that I missed. So she was still, so she's probably more to the truth of just how incomprehensible this film is in terms of well, plot and structure. And and that's what I meant by like I don't remember it. Like I watched this movie last night <laughs> and then had to rewatch parts know, of it thinking... today cuz I could not remember like wait what? happened and why was it important yeah and exactly the, there's a lot of why the answer is the other the answer is none of it none of it important. is none of it's you none know? of it holds together like you said sand i think that is an i think it's an apt description of trying to keep things together in a movie that yeah yeah it, 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 yeah before like yeah before we talk about actual things from the movie it's uh-huh. I, I was thinking you know a mental exercise I like to do with any movie is is just is to see like okay what if I was in charge of editing or structure yeah. of story like what parts would I change you know to make it tighter <laughs> better and this movie uh-huh. was nothing there's nothing you could save there's I could not think of a redeemable part that you could say oh if they just would have switched this up a bit it would have improved no. the movie there's nothing because there. It- no, because if they had cut every scene, it would have been a better movie. <laughs> like, like there's there's nothing interesting in here. No, my and, daughter and, and I watched the um, the alternate alternative beginning to the movie that they didn't keep. Right, so it's uh-huh. there was a, there was a scene where they they didn't keep in the movie that actually yeah. it was five minutes long. They could have made that the movie. It would uh-huh. have been fine. <laughs> I'm Is serious. That the- is that's that the, the laugh cereal track box? One. The, yep, yeah, that's that's that whole because it's not in the movie. It's in the right, right. Ex, ex, it has an alternate ending, alternate beginnings. 
why he chose the one he did is on him. I mean, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what's okay, this movie so about, let's Glenn? Just, let's yeah, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll pay my penance and and do that. <laughs> tell uh, me about that happening. <laughs> tell me about. First of all, the title. Good God, that's a dumb title. Um, anyway. <laughs> And I, I feel like we don't need to dwell on it, but it sucks. Um, all right, so uh, how do you even explain it? So I don't know things. Okay, okay. Actually, I I do. Uh, I will walk through it very quickly, and then I want to come back to the way it starts. Yes. Um, good. So the the deal is something starts happening aka at, the title of the movie yes um and at a very specific start, time at a very specific no, time on yeah. a very yeah in a day in a certain part of the country the northeastern uh uh part of the country a couple of states um that kind of thing and and people just start <laughs> killing themselves right jumping off of buildings or or shooting themselves right. or which doesn't know, sound of... funny but it's like hilarious <laughs> yeah and and then it becomes like this this uh nationwide you know panic what's happening is it a terrorist attack is there a biotoxin in the air right. so you know we find our main characters mark Wahlberg as elliot moore uh zoe dachanel as uh, alma moore his wife uh and john leguizamo <laughs> Uh, some, Julian, who apparently some, doesn't have a last name, he's just Jules. Jules, um, yeah, Julian, yeah, and yes. uh, and then and then his daughter, uh, Jess, and they all like. There's this, if, you know, everyone needs to get out of the city. I think they're in New York, right? And, Supposedly, and to, yeah, it's yeah, it's Philly, but they're in New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so they need to like, uh, uh, you know, get out of town, right? And so. They start on this journey of getting out of town and they go through all of the typical things that you would expect in this type of movie. They're on the train, but the train, you know, doesn't keep running. They have to get in cars. They're in small towns. They're trying to get away. And then it stops and that's it. That's what happens in this movie. They... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> Nobody saves the day. They kind of figure out why it's happening with, you know. Do God. they? Like, I mean, they have a theory. It's like, the, and and the theory is right. Like the plants are feeling threatened, and so they have devised a way to <laughs> put chemicals in the air that makes human beings uh, in groups of certain sizes, which is not consistent, which, which is not consistent either, which... <laughs> off themselves. Uh, and that's what our hero, quote unquote, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> as the school teacher, figures out. And then nothing anyone does means anything and then it ends. Yeah. And then and that's then, the movie. Yeah. Then there's like the epilogue where they're, they're at Versailles. And right. the French people now have it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, yeah. we don't know. But yeah. We So we went through this whole movie not knowing what happened, why it happened, or how it stopped. Right. That's exactly then, what the movie is. Well, about, and, and, like, and, and, yeah, and, and right before it cuts to France, like, there's this, it's like three months later. Yeah, right? three and months like, later. Again, no one has done anything. No one figured. And, and then you've got, like, talking heads on a TV show. Ugh, and this guy is like, you know, if it had happened, like he he's positing the theory that like the plants are feeling threatened by human beings, 
And the other commentator is like, well, if it had happened anywhere else, like <laughs> we might believe that. But now we think it's the government because it's just the Northeast, which I don't understand that reasoning at all. Like that doesn't make any yeah, like, sense. <laughs> but see, reason, Why the Northeast? reason is something we throw out when talking <laughs> yeah. anywhere near this film. Because I, I asked I asked my daughter, too, as, as like at the beginning of we were, we had just watched. All right. I have to share this little <laughs> anecdote. I didn't set her up uh-huh. with this. I said, this is the movie that Glenn and I are going to watch. Um, <laughs> it's it's not good. <laughs> and, um, so we just started it. And so like we're it's the first 60 seconds, right? So it's the, it's the park bench, right? The two girls sitting on the right. park bench and one is reading a right. book. Uh-huh. My daughter says first, oh, is this going to be like, She's she's reading a book and then she finds out like everything that she's reading is happening in the movie. I'm like, mm. oh damn, that would have been such a good movie. That would have been a good movie. <laughs> why, did, <laughs> like, why did he make that movie? That would have been so interesting. Uh, and it's like, no. In fact, what I want you to do is answer the, like there's gonna be a point where I'm gonna ask you, what do you uh-huh. think is the cause or what's the in this movie? Uh-huh. And and uh-huh. she did come up with one that was way more intriguing than what I, like as I said no matter how crazy your idea is, is to you it's going to yeah. be more reasonable than anything this movie comes up with so she had a thing about like the the little girl Jess mm-hmm. yeah um it, it was a connection between the mood ring and Jess and Jess could mm. by controlling her thoughts project them through the mood ring and mm-hmm. she controlled the sun. Hmm. To, to, inf- to to anger the plants to attack humans. So that was, and I said, that still is better than anything that we're going to see. It is better. It's like Firestarter on yeah. steroids. Yeah. Right? You know, she had just read the book Carrie, so she was kind of interested. Oh, uh, in there that. you go. Yeah. Right, so, yep. but then in like the first, so my daughter says, like, wait, why is she pulling? The reason she was upset that the, the, the woman pulled yeah. the um, knitting needle out of her hair. She's like, why uh-huh. does she have that in her hair? She has a hair tie. She doesn't also need the knitting needle. Like, didn't they know that? And then she said, like, no, you can't kill yourself with a needle. And she, she like, there was a knitting needle because my wife was knitting. She's like, how sharp is yeah. that? I'm like, yeah. that's super sharp. You know how hard you would have to push into your skin to make that go through? You have to be super strong. She was right. There's, there, like, there's... My twelve-year-old daughter has, <laughs> like, in the first scene, yeah. has already identified just errors that could be easily solved through the filmmaker's attention to detail. So, this is the thing with M Night. I think is what he he is going for shock uh, uh, factor, right? He's yes. like, yeah. And and I do think like there, I think there are some scenes in the beginning when you start to see people coming off of the building, right? All those construction workers <laughs> jumping off, right? right like, yeah, yeah. I think there is there is some quality like filmmaking in there. Like in this movie, mm. it's tiny, tiny nuggets uh, <laughs> compared to everything else. And frankly, that's what the trailer was, right? You know? Yes. Um, <laughs> It's all of those little interesting parts, right? Um, but do, don't you and, think that that's maybe how this movie was cobbled together? I've not heard him say this, 
and he probably yeah. never will, or it's, maybe it's not true. But it feels mm-hmm. like it's like okay, I have ten ideas for a cool scene, like totally. guys falling off a building, or maybe two totally. people who are separated and they have to talk through yep. an old pipe in like a <laughs> underground railroad thing. I'm gonna put that in Whatever. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just like I got a bunch of scenes that I just want to film, and I'm gonna make this. Yeah. Just whatever plot I can come up with in like a weekend. And I, I think so. I, I think like, you know, hit, the sixth sense is like the guy was dead the whole time. That was my idea. And I wrote a movie around it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The yeah. unbreakable is like the guy's a superhero, but he doesn't know he it. He doesn't know. Boom. It. Yeah. There's your sold movie. in the room. Right. You know. I'll have a harder time coming up with the elevator pitch for signs um, <laughs> as we talked about earlier. Um, but well, yeah, I, I, I think the idea of like human beings on sort of a massive scale, all committing suicide suddenly, like that's the idea. Right. And, and yeah, I think he could have envisioned some interesting <clears throat> moments like the, the construction workers yeah. jumping off the building, the guy lying down and, and being run over by the no, that's lawnmower, just, right? No, that's just too hilarious. I'm sorry. No, no, my favorite, my favorite of them all is the zookeeper that I, I, oh, yeah. I will right. admit the first time I saw that, I thought that was, it was comedy. I thought, okay, this is like a dark <laughs> comedy. Cause there's like, no, like I'm I've just never been hand my arm to a lion. Yeah, like I've never been dismembered by a lion or any large cat. But I'm pretty Not sure yet. that they just don't rip it off like you're ripping off a piece of bacon. I mean, you have to like <laughs> they tear at you. Like I've seen it in nature shows when they attack like a wildebeest or something. Yeah, it's really yeah. hard, even for I a lion. Uh-huh. But no, it's just I thought okay, it's a it's comedy. It's not a comedy. Yeah, it's it's it's. it's it should be. It, it, maybe it should that's the, be. Maybe that's the greatest twist. He made a comedy and he's not telling us yet. <laughs> that's his twist in this movie. Oh, man. You've been shyamalan <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, okay. Uh, <clears throat> we have to talk about Mark Wahlberg in this movie. <laughs> okay. All right. If you want to go I there... Mean, um, I, I, I never felt sorry to. for him ever <laughs> until now. I mean, okay. L- straight talk. What is your take on Mark Wahlberg as an actor? He um, is a limited a canvas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Sir Lawrence Olivier of his time. <laughs> no, he doesn't have a great deal of range. He's a passable yeah. actor in certain roles. He can play like the right. buddy movie. He usually plays cops or some sort of crook or something. I mean, that's kind of what he can do. And I think he took the yeah. role because he gets to play a teacher. Um, so, but he's, I mean, he, neither he or Zoe, I consider like great actors. I mean, they're like, yeah, they're, they're, if, if, the, if given the right role, they can really do well in them. Um, mm-hmm. But you're not going to get, I mean, just, and I'm guessing good direction, right? Like, well, well cast preci- into a role they can do precisely. and supported uh, by a great director. I mean, we we know that f- about great directors is they get the best out of their 
material, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. that is on them. I don't blame Mark right. Wahlberg for his performance in this because <laughs> his tone is consistent throughout it, right? <laughs> yeah. So that was and, obvious. Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> that was and, obvious and direction. Right, and M Night was like, "Great take, yeah. print it." Let's yeah, exactly. Move on. <laughs> like, like seriously, I was like, <laughs> "You don't want to do that again?" No, nope, that's it. <laughs> Let's call it a oh, day. Oh man, <laughs> so I, I, I think I could have done a better job. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So bolstering your point about this as a comedy, like I feel like everything <laughs> that Mark Wahlberg is doing in this movie gets behind that, like. There are so many lines that are just, and, and, and and I I don't want to like, I agree with you that there is no single line of dialogue in this movie that is in any way how anyone would actually speak, um, (laughs) exemplified by every line of dialogue that Mark Wahlberg gives in this movie. But, but yeah, he's just, uh, he, it's. It is like watching a comedy, and 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 you had sent me prior to this, and I I, I can't shoulder the entire blame for the fact that we're talking about this movie because <laughs> ah, you had sent this to all me. Right, all but right. I but see, that scene with, with the that. laugh track, right? Like somebody yeah, edited yeah. a laugh track over a scene of this movie, and it really feels like like a '90s sitcom, you <laughs> it, know? It totally does, <laughs> and that's. It just and, does have that vibe. Like they, they made this movie with without us <laughs> without the laugh track it was supposed to go with. Right, and but but not only that, like you know, a '90s sitcom. There's no weight to it, right? There's no no, yeah, exactly. There's or, no or you're watching to like decision. Yeah, yeah, and 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 for a, for a movie where the subject is like <laughs> this supposedly like terrorist incident or an, an something that is causing mass deaths and you are running for your life <laughs> every moment in this movie is like has has the emotional weight of they didn't have my brand of cereal in the store yeah. and i'm upset about that <laughs> i mean how do you make what he, what he's done here is is actually remarkable it's because how do you make a suspense movie that actually has zero tension there is not there is there is not one second of tension in this entire film where i felt anything nope Nope. like i mean that's amazing i mean really i I guess that takes a skill in a way Um, it is an accomplishment i mean and i think i think john leguizamo uh oh god butchered that name uh john leguizamo who I think is a great actor, and I actually think he acts pretty well in this movie, uh, despite the material that he's given. No, I, I don't um, think he. I think he tried. I mean, yeah, God, yeah, God bless yeah. him. He he tried to do. He tried to be in this movie, and but you know, he got a paycheck. Yeah, but you know, there's the scene where that leads up to his death, right? Where they're in in the car and they're going to Princeton, and then you you know he's. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Everyone at this point, like as an audience, right, we know that whatever the thing that is affecting people is airborne. And they're seeing, you know, they're going to Princeton, which they think is going to be safe. And and they're seeing people (laughs) hanging themselves and whatnot. Yeah. And so they're trying to, like, you know, 
uh, cover up any cracks in the windows, and then there's that one little slit. They're in a Jeep, a soft, soft top Jeep. And there's that one little slit in in the ceiling, you know, and and you see him looking up at it, and it's supposed to be this super tense tension building, and I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Like, none of this. Uh, Yeah, anyway. No, when I saw that, I thought, that is, like, a waste of... Yeah, film stock. Because, like, like dun, dun, it, it should have been, like, dun, dun, dun. Totally, totally. That's what I would have put there if, if I was doing <laughs> Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> because it is. It's like, uh, uh, I don't, it, ah, it, anyway, <laughs> my thoughts are just it's, raging it's like l- molten lava. Um, <laughs> like It's there, like. Yeah. It, it's like if you had, you know, if your fifth grader was got a camcorder and was making movies and trying to do yeah. sort of building suspense and drama, this is what they would do. It does feel like that. I mean, it does feel yeah. like, and, and not even like a smart fifth grader, like one that's like <laughs> kind of in the middle, like a C student. Because... I feel like there are fifth graders that could do a better job of writing suspenseful stories. I'm serious. I don't know why that's so funny to me. I know Steven Spielberg like got his like he was like when he was like making movies with his friends, it's probably better than this movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it, it's like I, I I brought up the point like they're just like my favorite directors tend to obsess on detail, which makes, I think, yeah. their movies kind right. of more interesting. It's like, there's, mm-hmm. like, no better example than Kubrick, right? I mean, that guy was mm. pathological mm-hmm. <laughs> in the, in yeah. the extent no he he would research everything and have mm-hmm. it exactly how he wanted it. So there's no, there's mm-hmm. no mistakes. If you see a mistake, right. he put it in there on purpose. I mean, that was the right. point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was not. There's no little thing that went un, that didn't catch his microscopic, you know, right analysis. But like even all right. So this film, <laughs> quote unquote, yes. Um, you know, so supposedly they're leaving. I assume Penn Station in New York. That's where you get all mm-hmm. the trains in New York City. There's only one place, mm-hmm. Penn Station. Um, and they hit the road, and I think they're supposed to go to Philadelphia, right? I mean that's the idea. I think so yeah. Which you know I've been Somewhere. on that tra- I've been on that train ride. It's it's not that long. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's yeah. a couple hours at the most. I mean you stop a lot. Mm-hmm. So somehow mm-hmm. they not only don't go to <laughs> they don't go to Philly, <laughs> which is basically due south of New York. Right. Like, they go they go west. <laughs> the t- the town that they actually go to is south of <laughs> Pittsburgh. That's yeah. a, that is like probably a. 10-hour train ride from uh-huh. and yeah like what is it fielding or um filbert filbert pennsylvania yeah, yeah, is a filbert. small town mm-hmm. like south right. of pittsburgh mm-hmm. that's on the that's not like kind of missing philly i mean that's <laughs> that's there's no <laughs> like why m night why pick a you could pick a legitimate town that's between there's lots of country places between um Right, those two cities that would have been like, oh, let's just pick, um, yeah, you know, Wilkesboro or some other town. You know, mm-hmm. it just it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But why right. pick a real? T- why pick a real town <laughs> that exists? <laughs> that's right. That's not even conceivably 
they would have really they literally have to have been on the train for like twelve hours and like oh we're no we're not in Philly obviously you know what I mean it's it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those it's, stupid things it bugged me it, it is and it's it's such a lazy thing it's to, lazy that, like exactly that, that has no bearing on the movie you could have easily it, picked a different town, you could have just made up right? a town I mean I guess it's what he was trying <laughs> yeah. to do but why pick a real town in Pennsylvania then right right like uh, ah. Like that's I, I don't know if you could have seen my notes. Like I sent you a picture of them, but uh, I wrote yeah. like it looked like the scrawlings of a madman. Yeah, that's what it drew me to. It's like this is the what I wrote is that this is the laziest shit piece of shitty filmmaking that ever existed. These are my notes right there, and laziest yeah. is what it is. It seems like right. he just like just didn't literally phoned it in he was on the phone with yeah. someone telling him this is what i want to do um because there's details like that that are easily because you remember this whole film is supposed to be one day right this right. is 20 yeah. this is a 24-hour period of these mm-hmm. people's lives that all this stuff right. happens right and there and i told i told my daughter that she's like yeah she's like what and i was like yeah it was supposed to be in a day and in and, and a very specific time frame which has no relevance at all to the film like why did they because right. they right, that I was going to go on another tangential anger <laughs> spree here but I'm going to stick to my original point the, um, okay. the the notion of time in the film yeah um, because they made a point of saying it started at this time and it ended at a certain time right yeah. Well, there's did it? I mean, how do we why why would anyone know that? What, what was it, it, it because of their great love stopped the it, <laughs> Is that it? No, no. There's no they are in the characters are inconsequential. That's to the plot. That of this is an amazing statement. That is when you think about it. That is so they, true. You could take the characters out of the story and the movie would absolutely. have been the same. Wow. No, and and to Th- your point, like you know, out. they how do they know when it started and stopped? Like, and, right. and you see this in like the the TV commentary. That's what I was three referring months to. later, right? Yes. Is yep. like, oh, it was at a very specific time and then ended, and that's calling back to the one of the last scenes in the movie where you know Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel and and, and the Jess character are like walking out in yeah. the wind, and they're and he's like, oh, it must have ended before we walked out there. Yeah. Like, okay, like how like. <laughs> What ended? I mean, and, <laughs> and how do you know? No, I don't. I don't. It doesn't. Yeah, no. There's no. So there's this... no explanation. And this is the thing that that really bugs me about this is <laughs> there's also it, it feels like trying to add significance to what are ultimately meaningless details. Like yeah. there is, there's no reason it needs to start and stop at a specific time. No, there, there's any, there, precisely. If anything, that is counter to the, 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 the idea that so plants feel threatened. So <laughs> Plants decided that starting at 9.30 a.m. Yeah. and stopping at 9.30 a.m. the next day, we're going to try and kill it. Like, it, 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 these things don't fit the t- together, No, right? the, t- the time significance, the fact that he brought it up is just a 
yeah, it's a distraction of something that proved, yeah. proved to have no point at all in, in, in terms of the storytelling or whatever you want right. to call it. Yeah. Um, I it, mean, you yeah. could, you, you could like if, if, and I, <clears throat> you could craft a story, which is trying to make this environmental, uh, uh, point of, you know, humans, might be seen as a threat to the the planet or an invasive species or whatnot, which I think is sort of like what he's trying to get at. Maybe, yeah. Um, I, and, and the only and you could yeah. you you could make that story, but it's like, but you know, ninety percent of this story doesn't align with that. Like the significance of the size of the groups, like, and and even that's not con- like none of this. <laughs> That's not consistent. None of this stuff. Again, it goes back to like this guy who had this idea and then was like, yeah, whatever else. Like you go write it. You, you know, come up with whatever, whatever you want. I just, here's my idea. Right. Um, no. And there's here, here's one of my many just <laughs> when, it, when we talk about lazy filmmaking, I have a <laughs> yeah. series of notes on that subject matter. <laughs> Um, but one of them is that any information that we get right. about the movie is literally from the news. It's, it's totally exposition <laughs> through somebody totally. telling, telling us right. exactly what we're supposed to think. I've right. never seen a movie to my knowledge of, of this, whatever you call it, a, 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 a major motion picture where mm-hmm. the filmmaker tells us nothing through film. Well, our brains come equipped with a self-preservation mechanism to stop us from harmful actions. This is controlled by a combination of electrochemical signals in the brain. The blocking of neurotransmitters by certain toxins has been proven to cause hallucinations, asphyxiation, and paralysis. This new neurotoxin is basically flipping the preservation switch, blocking neurotransmitters in a specific order, causing specific self-damaging and catastrophic effects. Just how the toxin works and who the It makes you kill yourself. Just when you thought there couldn't be any more evil that could be invented. There, there's nothing visual or nothing emotionally happening. <laughs> Damn it. That's nothing <laughs> occurring. I know, I know. That we learn, we we literally right. learn it through overhearing newscasts. Us right. being told what this movie is about. Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine? I mean, that's like. <laughs> well, the, the, you know, I I was thinking about. So I don't know why my mind went here, but I was thinking about the 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 movie, the war of the worlds, right? The Tom oh, Cruise right. movie recently. Cause it's somewhat similar in that something happens. Yeah, I, I and the family has to sort right. of yeah. evacuate. Right. Right. And in that movie, there is very, very little that is learned through like news reports. You do have a scene where it's like a news reporter is sort of telling you, but they aren't telling you like large scale stuff. They're just telling you like what they have seen. Right. So everyone else is like experiencing what they're experiencing and when they're when it's happening. So I think that's a good sort of contrast to this, which is like, we just have the scene where everyone's sitting in a pub and there's a newscast on showing you all the affected areas. Right. And Oh, 
we can drive 90 miles from here and let's get up. Yeah. Anyway, it's. Yeah. I don't think we learn anything of. Yeah. There's, there's nothing we learn of significance that isn't told to us. Like, and remember war of the worlds was (laughs) that originally wasn't a movie. It was a radio broadcast by Orson Welles's little (laughs) team of um, actors. Yeah. Who, right. who 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 made a radio show? So that uh-huh. one is as literal as you can about telling a story through <laughs> That's news. True. And it's That's still the movie point. had less of that in it than this yeah. thing, which yeah. was supposed to be by a visual storyteller. Um, that's why we have <laughs> movies, right? So, right. Rather than listening to a book on tape or whatever. Um, <laughs> And just the emotional weight of anything that happens in this movie is like nothing. Like you, I don't, right. I don't believe for for a second that these two people are married or even like each other, or even know, actually <laughs> yeah. even know each other. They don't seriously. There's zero uh, chemistry between these two okay. actors. All right, yeah. Uh, this is another th- like this is another thing that makes no sense f- to me, which is. <clears throat> Like, not only is their relationship not believable, but the tension that is thrown into it at the beginning yeah. serves the movie in zero ways. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> no. It, it... And on top of that, like, there there is the scene when uh, John uh, Leguizamo, uh, Julian, is making the decision to leave... And leave his daughter Jess with them because he's yeah. gonna try and go back and find his wife. Hunt down his wife, yeah. And he is is trying to get you know them to take the daughter. And uh, uh, Zoe Deschanel's character says, "I got her, Julian. I'll take my daughter's hand unless you need it." <laughs> and it's it's like <laughs> like like. First of all, again, to your point, no human being would ever speak like this. Also, what the hell does that have to do with anything? And like it again, it's this like it's like this conjured up tension, right? Doesn't it? There is no payoff. There, it it doesn't contribute to the plot. It doesn't result in any sort of decisions that get made. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you know. yeah, there's there no decision no... based on like okay, right. the, the 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 marital problems that they're having will somehow affect the outcome of right. their lives or so, you know what I mean? There's right. nothing there's we get it, nothing. It, we get nothing from it, that. It serves no purpose as just again like the actors serve no purpose in this story. No, you Everything could replace the actors with nothing and it would be the same You movie. could you could have a time lapse of wind and people dying and then it's stopping and that would be a better movie than this. What we should okay, what we should do is mash up this movie with like an amazing journey like of a cat and a dog crossing the country or something. That would have been a good movie. Milo and Otis. Yeah, like we just actually the human actors hold, with animals. Hold up. And, and that would be an awesome movie. Uh, Okay, I am a hundred percent in on this idea. Can you imagine what? Can you imagine the dialogue between the animated cat and the animated dog? Or maybe they're not animated, but they're voiced by yeah, I know. Michael yeah, J. Right. Fox and whoever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
And instead of just like getting into scrapes with like, oh, here's a bobcat, and I've yeah. got, it's just like mass suicides. Yeah, and just like, watching. I people. wonder what's up with these humans. Yeah. Like, off themselves. People? Yeah. That is awesome. I am in for that movie. I want that movie to be made. I love <laughs> like, it. I love some, it. Somebody out there could has the talent to do this. Not. It would have. Night, it would have this. But <laughs> no. But it would have the same <laughs> emotional weight as this because it would. The cat and, and the dog don't part. know what's happening. Right. No. They, they're just like these human beings who are like inconsequential to me are offing themselves i don't know what that means oh look here's a here's a fire hydrant cool you know like that's what this movie feels like it's like what like oh oh god i mean i think and i this is i unfortunately did research and spent time in my life doing this now i feel worse but yeah yeah exactly those are (laughs) i forgive you (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I, I don't do. deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's not how forgiveness works, my friend. Um, All right, fair enough. There, again, I think this is how it seems. I have no idea, mm-hmm. but this is how, this is how I received this movie. Again, it does seem to be a mishmash of like some cool scenes that he visualized, but he wanted in a movie. And that the emotional weight was obviously supposed to be driven by the tension between these two leads, right? The the Mm -hmm. marital whatever problems that they have that we have no idea why or anything. Right. If you watch the alternate beginning without the laugh Mm -hmm. track, (laughs) it's not as good. But but again, and it's it has dialogue that no human couple would ever say to one another. But I know. Oh man, how they yeah, like do they just meet like no i they, you <laughs> but she's talking about like i don't want to have kids with oh. you because you're not a good protector or something that was her thing right so i think yeah. the movie was supposed to develop elliot right is that his name yeah i already forgot yeah it doesn't that, matter that, that he was supposed to become this leader during the course of this leading people oh, to safety across God. the the plains and mountains of pennsylvania <laughs> Like Moses, you know. <laughs> I parted the wheat field. <laughs> he parted the right. The um, yeah. Seriously, I think I think that was the impetus for some of that. That 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 would be yeah. because obviously he knew this preposterous idea could not carry a film, but right. he he chose the wrong thing to think it could. Where I think our idea of having two talking animals would have been a more pleasurable and interesting experience i want to see the rating board that is like this is a talking animal so it must be rated for kids right it's like just people are like hanging themselves and slitting their wrists they're just being run over by lawnmowers i would love to hear like michael j fox's reaction whoa did that dude just get run over by a lawnmower Wow, humans are weird, right? Anyway, on to the next thing. On to the next. We got to find our owners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I I want to talk about my favorite, char- my favorite character in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, is the nursery owner, the hot dog man. Yeah, hot dog man. <laughs> played by uh, Frank Collison. Like, yeah. He's awesome to watch, and he he shows up in so many movies where you're like, "Oh, it's that guy," you know? Yeah, Uh, he is. (laughs) But 
It's just such a, such a weird, like he's the character that is written in that, you know, is going to be sort of that typecast actor, right? right? Like, yeah. um, he's going to be quirky. He's going to be a little bit weird. Um, and, uh, but, but I, I, I love watching him as they, they make their way through this journey <laughs> and, I have no idea why he is so obsessed oh, with hot dogs. In fact, when his wife yeah. comes back, he's like, did you get the mustard? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yep, got it. The only, now I don't know, like if he ad-libbed, if, if that was actually written dialogue or what, <laughs> which I, I don't know what to believe anymore. Um, yeah. That's what that's done to me about reality. But it, this is, you're, this is hilarious. The reason why that scene in the movie uh-huh. is to cut the tension of the seriousness of it. <laughs> what? That's why it's in there, according to M. Night. What? Yes. He wanted to lighten the movie a bit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because it was so intense up to that point. <laughs> oh, Man, I I wonder if M. Night really struggles going to, like, haunted houses. He's like, I can't deal with the fact that, like, someone's going to murder me. No, they're not going to murder you, M. Night. It's a haunted house. They're actors. Oh. It's like, I, I, I don't know such what, an aside, yeah. such, an, such an aside, but, like, we ordered Thai food the other night, and because we ordered it for the entire family, we had it at, like zero stars you know so it wasn't too spicy yeah and i'm like eating this food i'm like oh man i really miss the spice this is so bland yeah it's like m night got the zero star thai meal and was like whoa how are we gonna cut down on the, the intensity of the flavors in this we'll put the hot dog man in there we'll oh, put the God. hot dogs in it oh man no if That's- there's that's the most redeeming quality of this whole movie is the fact that there's like that whole hot dog <laughs> discussion. That would, to me, is the most, yeah. in- to me, it's probably the most interesting scene in the movie. Well, so <laughs> let's talk about my other favorite character in this movie, uh, Mrs. Jones. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> play, th- which is a weird by- third act play. I mean, that. Again, I think this was from another movie <laughs> that he put, yeah. put into this one. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, it sounds funny, but I think this was a different movie that he didn't make. I, I agree because, you know, <laughs> so they go to this woman's house, right? And and she's sitting on the porch sipping, like, it looks like a martini or a mint julep or something like that, oh, right? Oh, it's her lemonade. That she gets, or a lem- fr- yeah, she a gets lemon freaked thing. out about it. Yeah. And she's like, I guess you'll have to stay for dinner and, like... And she's totally off the grid and like, <laughs> yeah, seems paranoid. Oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> there is an entire backstory to her character because she pivots so fast and so extreme, uh, in this movie that is like apropos of nothing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, and, and, and that all may be true. Like she may have this entire backstory that M night, like I'm giving a, a, a very generous benefit of the doubt that's constructed. <laughs> right. But it means nothing to the movie. It has no impact. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Whatever the main 
thread of the story is her 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 presence in it. Yes, has nothing to do with this movie. No, like, it's a, th- a little like, side I think, journey. I think there's this concurrent movie that was going on at that time, and they just kind of wandered <laughs> into that for a little bit, and then they got out because that's the what only thing the, that makes sense. What was the was it a Mel Brooks movie where like at at a certain point they like yeah, it was bla- blazing, blazing saddles. It is. It's yeah, the, where it's the end they're of on the Holly- saddles. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're on yeah. like just the Hollywood backlot, yeah. moving from movie to movie. Yeah, yeah that's exactly that's what, what it this is. Feels like. That's what. Yeah. So I, I I legitimately believe that this was a well not that part this but that this was another movie that he was thinking about that he just yeah. want, he was trying to use up his material you know it's kind of like oh, filler from like albums you know or like the yeah, Beatles right, have too right. many songs or they didn't have enough songs or whatever and they're like oh let's just give him a Ringo track and like put, well, it, on, put yeah. it on there so if 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 we go along with that line of thinking which i think is is fair and and reasonable um <laughs> the other thing that is that was a big red flag on this movie that uh both me and my wife commented on it immediately was that the movie is, is almost exactly 90 minutes long yeah, i know that is weird isn't it <laughs> it's like an hour 30 and 24 it's, seconds yeah and 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 my wife saw that runtime and was like, "That's a big red flag." So this must have been like the let's just pad it out, let's just fill in with this other thing I've been kicking around. Oh, we'll put Miss Jones in here, and she'll have a, a freak out that isn't warranted <laughs> no, by anything it... that has happened in the script or paid off in any way by anything that follows. But it'll chew up fifteen minutes. <laughs> no, the no, you're right. The, the... The, I, I thought about this that that just to have a very specific runtime. It's, kind of, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like what cops say if someone's driving exactly the speed limit. They yeah, know it's exactly. like they're up to something. They're carrying drugs or something because they'll pull them over. Like, yeah, you're driving this, exactly 55 miles. Per exactly. Hour. Yeah, it's pull like that, that car over. Yeah, that is totally suspicious. Why? You know that nobody does that. Right there's, some, right, there's something wrong. You know, they know some. That's the red. You know, that's the red flag we're talking oh, about. God, that film. Yeah. That's it's. That's like nature's warning symbol to us that we should Ooh. not watch this movie. Oh yeah, the wind is blowing. <laughs> <laughs> you know how some things evolve into showing. Yeah, like <laughs> the other. The, the other thing I love about the Miss Jones character, first of all, first of all, like okay. Miss Jones, or Mrs. Jones, whatever, like, she, she gets, she gets so extreme. Like, again, this is uh, played by Betty Buckley. Betty Buckley, like, who's, like, a fine actress, and she was, She's a, she's great, and, yeah. and she is, like, pl- acting the shit out of this role, right? And, like... <laughs> yeah. And she is coming at Mark Wahlberg so hard, like, you're going to steal my stuff or yeah. you're going to murder me in the night. And poor, poor Mark Wahlberg is just, he's hes using what he can use, the, the instrument that he has been given. Yeah. I hear you whispering, planning on stealing something. No, ma'am, we're not. Plan on murdering me in my sleep. What? No. 
it made me think of the uh, Andy Samberg parody of Mark Wahlberg on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. where he's like, "Hey, donkey, how's it going? Say hi, say hello to your mother for me." <laughs> like that, I could not stop thinking about the. Oh, hey, lady. No, I'm not going to murder you. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> That's all I could think about in that moment. No, some of my fa- my favorite. <laughs> dialogue from Wahlberg is in that actually is in that third act where he's like uh-huh. I, I hope this is your key scene it's it's when he describes to his wife like he he tells a story about going to the pharmacy uh-huh do you remember this it like keep going it'll come back <laughs> so to me he's, he's like I went up to the counter and asked for um oh yes I, I asked for cough medicine <laughs> Didn't even need it. Totally superfluous cough it. cough medicine, you know, and cough it was a costs, hot, costs six dollars a, a bottle. Yeah, because <laughs> like, it she, was an attractive. So, that's the idea, and then then she says, "Is that story true?" And he's like, "No," and then I'm she joking. says, "Thank you." <laughs> I, I did not understand. Oh, I would. That, that should have been my key scene. It's not, but it's oh. such a perfect. It is such a perfect uh, 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 wrap up for what you know this movie embodies, which is just meaningless, meaningless needless yeah. information that has no yep. relevance, and at the end of the day, is actually not real or true, and is just. I think that. Ugh. Yeah, I think maybe he wrote that line of dialogue <laughs> and made a movie surrounding that that's 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 my new working theory i just came up with that's what i'm going for um because oh, there's no explanation otherwise but anything no. that happens in the yeah. happening because there's other objects like you know we talk often about like introducing they introduce a prop or some theme or an idea a mm-hmm. character in the beginning that we think okay that's there for a reason. We're going to find out right. the meaning of it. So like the mood uh-huh. ring, right? Right. It shows them like they're going back, they're grabbing their stuff, and he purposely puts mm-hmm. on this weird ring. And it's <laughs> yeah. mentioned several times in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. The kids ask about it. Um, he uses it to comfort Jess when she was yeah. feeling freaked out. Right. But it, what what was it? I mean, tell me. what? <laughs> why all the energy spent on the mood ring? It's, no, I, it's I guess, as, yeah. I I I can't answer that for you because my <laughs> belief is that the answer is there is no significance to it. I, I get well or good because I thought to be maybe in the movie. Miss, yeah, because I think again he probably thought you know here's a cool idea a mood ring and it'll be that's like, the thing is this this movie feels like I've put a bunch of ideas in a bag I've <laughs> shaked it up. And then I poured it out on the counter, and this is the movie that we're doing. Yeah, I mean, I can see why it didn't exactly get picked up on the first (laughs) few runs through the studio system. Yeah. Because, like, how did you explain it to the, you know, what's your elevator pitch for this? You know what I mean? Like, what? Right, right. (laughs) Tell me. Tell me what you want to do. Um, You know, the other thing that comes to mind about this, and it's like... It, it it it's like so we've kind of talked about like there's all these different ideas they don't quite fit together there's also like what's the tone of the movie mm, and the tone yeah. doesn't really align with like the story that they're trying to tell 
Um, it, everything feels like you're just sort of walking through a haze of <laughs> inconsequential, there's a, there's a lot of walking. actions and, and, and decisions. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then you have moments where like, <clears throat> there's the moment later on in the movie where it's Mark Wahlberg, Zoe Deschanel, uh, uh, the chess character and the two kids that they yeah, have Josh with them in their Jared. group. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and they go up to this house and right. those two kids get shot to death. Yeah. yeah like, boom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, what <laughs> happened? So, you know, like, <laughs> like the tone of the like nothing is I consistent. Know. Like teenagers like are the, shot in the face. And I know. Friend, and it, yeah, the tone is all over the place. And I, I guarantee you that was in there for only to like relieve our boredom of like anything not, you know, because there's. M. Night, M. Night Googled, what's the best way to relieve an audience's boredom? Kill two teenagers Kill. with shotguns. Yeah, like a good Christ. He, it's, he had like a few choices and he went with that one because it could have been kill a dog. Or yeah, somebody's right. pet bird, uh-huh, or uh-huh. you know, annoying teens, uh, whatever. Yeah. But it had it added again. I mean, I guess what we're supposed to say, yeah, like there people are out there freaking out, you know, about this. But but thing. even that, right? Like as as a crazy of a tone shift as that is, thirty seconds later, we're back to exactly where we were. Right? Well, no, well, no. that's the that that's the thing. There's no dealing with the fact that you know, like, yeah, <laughs> Two like children just got just, murdered, just died in front of us. Yeah. Um, usually, yeah. that's a that's we yeah, that's just not something we see every day. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I guess now it's interesting. Like, I was I was explaining to my daughter like. You know, this is a post, you know, 9-11 film, right? So it has that kind mm. of vibe, like, still, since it, we, we hadn't had a global pandemic yet. That's so the, the idea is that terrorism is like a threat, right? Right. Like, still in America at that time. I mean, we kind of thought that, you know, we're vulnerable to, like, this kind of weapon, a biological weapon. You know, and that, I think that was supposed to push some of the tension early on. Right. Um, and I think part of the reasons why this movie really doesn't work in this day and age is that we actually have lived through or living right. through uh-huh, <laughs> a, a uh-huh. real pandemic and what right, it's right. really like. So it right. does seem even hokier. Well, I mean, obviously the whole concept of <laughs> something so well, spe- so specific as some Chris, people. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Chris, I, I, I really didn't want to get into it on this podcast, but... Um, I will confess that in the midst of COVID and the pandemic, I have murdered a couple of teenagers who <laughs> well, were I on our that. front porch. <laughs> I, okay, I, okay, <laughs> okay, good, good. I just no, I wasn't no, sure I, if you knew. Yeah. No, your wife told me. Um, <laughs> it was not... when the toilet paper shortage was happening. They wanted TP, and I was like, nope, I'm going to murder you. Get the hell out blood. of Get off my I'm porch. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to slide a shotgun barrel through the slats of my blinds and just blow you away. Again, apropos yeah. of nothing but knocking on the door. Well, do, you, do you remember what Wahlberg tried to do to prove that they were not crazy? He's like, listen to my voice. And then he yeah. sings what? Like, Old Black Water is the, yeah. is the song he chooses yeah. to show that they're not dangerous. Nothing's happened down here yet. I mean, you can see that. Just listen to our voices. 
We're perfectly normal. On Blackwater, keep on rolling. Mississippi moon, won't you keep on shining on me? See? We're normal. Okay, here's a thing, all right, while we're just tearing this movie apart. Supposedly, those people in the house shot the people outside of the house to prevent them from coming in because of contamination or whatever. Right. Why did they open the door or the windows yeah, to that, shoot them? That is immediately what my daughter said. <laughs> That's immediately what she's like. Wait, weren't they trying not to? Like- <laughs> oh, I was man. like, oh dear, don't. We've given up any sort of. Yeah. This is like watching. Yeah, somebody's like, like not even like a like a. I don't know. Not even an. Ex- not even like a bad dream. It's just like a boring dream where it makes <laughs> yeah. no sense and nothing happens. Right. It's right. like dreaming. Like it's those dreams where you dreamt like you went to work all day and then. You- <laughs> woke yeah. up and it's like damn i gotta go to work <laughs> that's like the worst yeah. that's what this feels like. it was that that was the experience <sighs> that i came away with uh-huh. i mean i wasn't but i guess i was kind of mad because at the end she even said wait that's it <laughs> right like, yeah that's it there's no more movie <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if we were relieved or angry not, at that time. Not only not only that, but like there did you pick up on the beginning to end connective tissue of the <laughs> um <laughs> the end where the guy on TV is like we may never understand it's just Oh feature. right. Yeah. A- and then the beginning with Mark Wahlberg and his which oh god. Oh, oh god, the scene the kid, right, where he's like, why are the bees disappearing? And this one kid is like, we may never know. It's just nature, right? Yeah. So, uh, and that scene is so, oh, God, I, it, I wanted to shrivel up and die oh, yeah. in, it, inside it, it, it of my so skin. It's so cringy. And it like, is. He's like, ugh. you don't even want to try and answer? Like, I, I know you want to answer because your face is perfect. Yeah. That's the best <laughs> way like, to teach is is by <sighs> belittling and humiliating yeah. kids in a very <laughs> creepy, specific way like that. Uh-huh. Oh, man. And, like, they obviously uh. casted a 30-year-old man who plays a 15-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Don't, <laughs> like, don't they always? <laughs> I just uh. thought you literally couldn't get someone who's, like, I don't know. Again, uh. to me, there's just so many layers of not just it's lazy filmmaking but really yeah. like we should not expect greatness from m night Shyamalan. that, that is yeah. not fair to him <laughs> he, 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 he just can't do that you're, so, you're you're on the m night apologist tour right yes, now. i feel like he's, he's been held to an unfair standard exactly it's like it's he's like little jimmy he can't run that fast we shouldn't make them think he can win all those races he's been made to feel like he is a he, kubrick he's made to feel like he's important and it's our fault for telling him that all right he's all not right. and he, he we somebody should Somebody should tell them, like, yeah, it's okay. We don't, we don't expect you to make interesting movies that are comprehensible. But we're not going to, you know. I will say this, though. I've seen all his movies. I've only paid for, like, one of them. So, no. two. I, I've actually oh, paid man. to see two in the theater. Wow. Yeah. Signs is one of them. 
Yep. That's when I went off the bandwagon at that point. Yeah. In a movie made up of so many important scenes, what would you say is the key scene of the happening? I'll be honest with you. I put about as much thought into this as I feel the movie put into itself, which is, which is next to nothing. There, there are no good scenes in this movie. Uh, but I will tell you what I chose as my key scene because we haven't talked about it yet. Um, and, and I can, I can, I feel like if I can keep a straight face, I can almost make an argument for this being the key scene. I'm glad I can't see you right now. (laughs) It is, (laughs) Jesus God, it's the scene where, uh, they have broken up into groups and are walking across the field and there's like the private, the, 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 the military guy <laughs> yeah, the M- who, yeah, the MP, right. Yeah. Yeah. Who, by the way, uh, Oh, Jeremy strong, I think, right. Is the actor. I think so. Um, yeah. Great yeah, in succession. Great. in yeah. other movies, I loved seeing him in this early role. I, yeah, I, I know. forgot it's, he was in this. I did too. Um, yeah. Anyway, so they've broken up into groups, and then that <laughs> the group that he is in, they start just shooting themselves, and you get <laughs> you get the scene where the the group with Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel and and their little the little band is yeah. hearing this the the gunshots and like oh my god are they shooting themselves and and. and everyone is like Mark Wahlberg you have to make a decision you know like and 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 Zoe Deschanel's like we're not gonna be assholes that just like stand by while a crime is being committed like okay none of this makes any sense from a dialogue and the the other woman is like there were children in that group like and, and this is where Mark Wahlberg has the great line of like, okay, be scientific, douchebag. He's talking to himself. And he's going through his scientific process verbally for the benefit of the audience. Like, okay, eliminate the variables. Break it down. What's a reasonable thing? And, and that's where he lands on the, maybe it's the plants and maybe yeah. it's the size of the group. Oh, God. They're dying. I need a second. They released it? We're not near the roads. We can't just stand here as uninvolved observers. I need a second, okay? Just give me a second. We're not going to be one of those assholes on the news who watches a crime happen and not do something. We're not assholes. Just a second. There were children in that Elliot, please tell us what to do. I need a second, okay? Why can't anybody give me a goddamn second? I'd be scientific, douchebag. Identify the variables. That's the two groups. Design an experiment. Oh, man. You could have, I mean, honestly, (laughs) that's as good a key scene as anything. I mean, you could have just, like, thrown something in a blender and come out with the key scene. That uh, that honestly encapsulates just as much of the movie as anything else does. So I I know. I I agree. It is... it, it it's terrible writing it's terrible acting, acting. It, it 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 is te- preposterous conclusions come to <laughs> by just, the, the cast, I mean, right it is this movie I mean, in I, one moment my grandfather was a high school science teacher and oh he, so he, he can was, really relate yeah i mean he was way smarter than this 
this guy? <laughs> like, this I is would no way he so. would pass. As, I mean, did you ever have a science teacher that's stupid? I mean, they were weird, no. and they were, but they were smart. Like, yeah. I don't, I didn't believe for a second he was teaching anything. <laughs> no, I, I don't the, think that's Mark Wahlberg's. I don't think this was one of his strongest roles, really. No, and and like this was another thing I wanted to talk about, like this emphasis on these characters as teachers. Like you get this with the John uh, Leguizamo character, right? The math guy in, who's like always spewing yeah. off like math crap, so right. we're always reminded. Oh yeah, in case you forgot, he's a math teacher. Right, and they're driving through uh, uh, Princeton, right? right and which... the one character is freaking out, and he's like, "I'm gonna give you a math problem." Like, I, I have not been in a situation where I have tried to like console and comfort someone who is having an extreme hysterical reaction to something, but I'm pretty sure a math problem is not what I would go to. To, 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 to do that. Yeah, that's because you're not a math teacher, Glenn. That's Apparently, why. Apparently, I guess I guess <laughs> you would, math you teachers would, can only talk about math. You would and talk science about SharePoint or something. Talk- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Our uh, project yeah, I'm, proposals. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to you about this contract that we're dealing with here. Ugh. Anyway, that's my key issues. scene. <laughs> oh yeah. No, there's uh, <laughs> And I don't know why they picked Princeton. That bugged me too, because you know, I, I lived there and it didn't look. Like I know, that. yeah, no, it well, didn't. Not as many people hanging themselves from trees when you were there. <laughs> no, there wasn't. I, I don't remember that part. <laughs> uh, I guess I didn't live there forever, but this is also part of that scene where their decision uh-huh. again, because he figured it out using science. You know, he's a scientician, <laughs> a Scientologist, he's something. And they decide to out. Hubbard it. Yeah. They decide they're, how, they, how they solve this crisis is to outrun the wind. Do you remember that? <laughs> That's part of that. I have it in my notes. Oh. Yeah, if we can he's, just stay he, one step ahead. For that's what it says. It says we, we got to stay ahead of the wind. Somebody <laughs> oh says that. God. I don't know if it's Alma or I Elliot. Rem- yep, I remember that. Oh, my God. And they come oh, across like... sucks. Like, all right, if it was a video game that you're playing, and they come across <laughs> like a free car or like a radio, right. they never take it. No, no. Like, why they... like? That was what my daughter pointed out. It's like, why don't they just take the truck? It has a radio right. and it's a truck. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nope, they got to walk. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the, you know, it's safer if they walk slowly through this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than just driving as fast as they can to get out of, yeah, I mean. Yeah, just drive to Texas. Like, yeah, what there's no here? decision in this movie that, again, like animals make you know, a cat and a dog would make wiser choices about survival than these humans do. I think so. I think we need to go back to that. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So, like, we... Yeah. So, I was going to say, we get introduced by, um, was it Miss Jones, that Mm -hmm. there is a shack, a little house out in back that's that's connected by this kind of futuristic technology, a pipe. Where they they can, she's like, you could hear it like they're in the same room, right? So obviously, Uh we're gonna, this will show up later on, right? 
for some right. significant reason, right? It's it's the only thing in the movie that is referenced and then paid off upon. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> Maybe that's why I remember it, right? Because it actually did something. Yeah. But, like, of course, immediately, again, my daughter points out, like, when she hears them laughing and talking, she's like, oh, they're in the other house, aren't they? <laughs> like, obviously, mm-hmm. yes, we're, we're, we, we all know that. Yeah. Um, Mark hasn't figured that out yet. And then goes to the room with a creepy doll lying on the bed, which goes, I think, uh-huh. to your point that there's a backstory right. here about this other movie that we're watching. Right. We you wandered know. onto another set. Yeah. We just don't know what the script is or why. <laughs> or or what the purpose of her then going to the garden. Yeah. And obviously gets infected with whatever the hell is supposed to happen to your brain. Yeah, because I guess now the group size is down to one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she lived there by herself the whole time, yeah. and I don't know. But anyway, yeah. so she, Mark, realizes, Elliot <laughs> sees that, okay, she walks around the house and smashes her face in a bunch of times, right? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I will admit, that led me to a hilarious conclusion, like the movie Hereditary where that oh, scene, yeah. where he, yes. I just thought, oh, that's where they got that idea from the happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what Ari Aster! Wait, so every right, time uh, I see that now, uh, yep, yep. Ari Aster is a M. big Night. M Night fan. <laughs> oh, there, he is going to grow up to be M Night. I guarantee you. We are we are okay. going to have a podcast in the future, and I will be right. shown as a prophet. But anyway, all right. Well, yeah, yep. we'll see what follows uh, 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 Midsommar. <laughs> oh, uh, and if yeah. it carries the same trajectory that we're on currently. So, yeah, so Mark, I mean, Elliot, <laughs> he finally <laughs> figures out, like, oh, they're in the other house. And they, they uh-huh. have this endearing conversation about their the relationship and the mood rating yeah. and, and all that. And, again, it has absolutely... No, there's no payoff in a scene that theoretically could have been somewhat touching right because they Mm -hmm. decide to come out of the houses and meet each other and it's supposed to be the tension of course is supposed to be oh are they going to then commit suicide i mean that's what right that's what is supposed to (laughs) happen but there wasn't one second where i thought (laughs) anything else than what happened nothing of course Yeah. yeah Oh, it's all blown it was over a, now. It was a, blown over. Yeah, it was, it was a gigantic buildup did, did, to absolutely did, nothing. Did, did, did you hear what this I said movie blown is? Over? <laughs> blown over? Blown over? Yeah, shut that? up. <laughs> <laughs> you just need Sergeant Exposition on the movie to tell That's us right. exactly what is going on. Because <laughs> there's no way we can figure... I mean... There's literally no way we could figure it out from watching it. There's no. It takes a real there, genius to dissect this maybe, movie. Yeah, that's maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that's our problem. <laughs> so, Chris, I just <laughs> yes, have sir. one question for you. <laughs> Does 2008's The Happening did it save the world? <laughs> If if it did, <laughs> it, it it it's because I said as before it it serves it serves as a warning to us all <laughs> of 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 filmmaking gone horribly wrong and that we should be very 
We should be. I mean, what pisses me off actually <laughs> is that there was probably good movies that could have been developed, and resources right. and time were used for uh-huh. this. That right. actually right. is the ultimate selfish thing about M Night is that he is taking away like actual filmmakers' money. Uh-huh. I mean, he's a thief. He's a creative yeah. thief. <laughs> I love this conversation. <laughs> so, and I just. And that's how I feel about him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's... I used... Uh, we have had these conversations years ago. <laughs> I used to be a real M. Night defender. I know. Boy, oh I boy, know. I am eating crow really hard. It's <laughs> uh, all right. He, he, had, he had... I mean, a lot of good people were, were tricked, so... No, but that... but I went to bat for signs and have really... Yeah, I know around and realize like no this is not good you know (laughs) now i think maybe yeah i mean there is yeah i don't know what to say about when we encounter something you know it's it's kind of like it's a similar experience like when we watch sunshine and like mm-hmm. that the difference being that there was a movie that had wonderful potential and made yeah. like just again just a preposterous decision that ruined mm-hmm. it this yep. is kind of like that played out from the very <laughs> from the beginning to end <laughs> it, it, it is but right it's, it's through it's it's sort of the the essence though of what we're talking about here yeah right? Which exactly. is like people who should know better doing poorly and, yeah and with many, many, many checks along the way, and everyone said, "Yep, keep." That's going. the yep, hard part to going. comprehend. Is like, how does mm-hmm. that, how does that happen? And I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know. You know, we're we're just film enthusiasts, so the whole mechanism of mm-hmm. how movies are made and go through the studio and all that is, I, we don't know it, about that. But it seems like it's a long process and it's complicated. It, it, it probably happened because. M. Knight, Mark Wahlberg, Zoe Deschanel, John Leguizamo, no questions asked. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, how, how else? Unless it's, well, it could have been, you know, some sort of blackmail um, <laughs> about certain studio executives, which is possible. That um, may be equally plausible. <laughs> yeah. A satanic contract of some sort, which also to me is equally plausible. That's about it, really. Those two things. That's all I got. <laughs> I, that's, I, I think that would explain M. Knight's entire career. <laughs> he went down to the crossroads. <laughs> he did. He buried a little little box, and then um, I just he goes, I want to be a filmmaker. Boom. You're, you're done. A, you're a filmmaker. You're right. You are. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Chris. <laughs> I I have a would you rather for this movie. I can't imagine. I just can't. Oh God. I I mean, <laughs> so much of this conversation is. Do we have to keep doing this? Yeah. Uh, so, so so in the spirit of that, here's my would you rather. Uh, <laughs> would you rather uh, lie down in front of a lawnmower I was, I was and be run? Ask me this. I, yeah. <laughs> And be slowly run over and ground up into little bits of meat, or have to watch this movie again. <laughs> the lawnmower, you see. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I knew it. I knew that would be I was hoping the lawnmower would show up in this would you rather. <laughs> awesome. You took it in a little different direction, but no, just that guy. Oh, that 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 alone. That was, was that in the trailer for this film, I assume? I the think so, scene? yeah. I think here's my head canon. Everyone who is committing suicide is doing so because they've had to watch this movie. <laughs> they're just like throwing themselves off the building. So, like there like, was a group it's like screening. The, it's like the, the ring, right? Where they <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. It's like all those construction workers are up on the top of the building. They just finished watching this, and they'll just like, well, throwing myself off the building now. Well, that would actually, again, that would make an interesting film about itself. <laughs> wow. That is so yeah. like meta. I can't even wrap my head around that. <laughs> oh God! Oh, that's that is movie. a cool. Yeah, it actually. If anything, this this inspired us to like tell some people to make some better movies. I know we've maybe, got the dog maybe we and can, the cat. And maybe we can this. save the world. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, I, I, I want to know what's happening next week, and I really hope that you're not going to retaliate against me for picking this movie, which I have apologized for. <laughs> so, I, Glenn, I think we're each given like we can each do one mistake, and that I, I do forgive you for this. So I'm not I, right. to es- to escalate this would be stupid. So I'm obviously oh, I'm not going to do yeah. that. So All right. I'm going to go. It. I'm going to go so far the opposite direction. Because we are going to okay. look at a movie that almost defines, <laughs> if you want to say, what does tension feel like or look like? You watch uh-huh. this movie. And what we are going to watch is one of my favorite movies. And what yeah. did you like? It's um, 1979's Alien. Ooh. We had to do it eventually. Oh. So the we movie, did. I guess, would be movies that, the theme is movies that capture tension. <laughs> movies i crap my pants at yes it this this, <laughs> this this movie works on so many levels and i think it's it'd be it's a good time to cleanse our palates <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and watch awesome. a movie that's that, that we both just have a deep affection for oh i'm so great i feel so relieved <laughs> after watching this abomination um it's such a wonderful yeah, i just need movie. to watch a good movie yeah. I know, right? Yeah, I, I've seen, I've seen this so many times. I have a lot of thoughts on it, but um, yeah, uh, that's fun. awesome. I, yeah, we, we, <laughs> I'm so thankful <laughs> for what you've chosen. <laughs> You're awesome. All right, well, folks, that is it for this week. We apologize yeah. for yeah, bringing don't this watch terrible this movie. movie. We've, yeah, we, have not told, watch it. we have told you nothing. That yeah. <laughs> Watch the movie, you would gain no more than what we've just done. So Absolutely. So, uh, thank you, Chris, for indulging me on this uh, <laughs> You're episode. welcome. This <laughs> and, time, Glenn. You get off the And I up. appreciate the vitriol <laughs> that has been spewed as a result. Um, mm-hmm. And I look forward to next week talking about the movie Alien, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm.